We are live. Here we are. Welcome to season four, episode five of your favorite weekly lunchtime chat show. That we live do. lunch <laughs> with me, Johan Philip, and the wonderful Matt Carver, who is one of our elders here at Emmanuel in Brighton. And we don't have Megan here, so we don't have a producer for the next few weeks. We can go crazy. Oh, wow. We well, like I, you, you made that as a positive that we can go. <laughs> I'm sure we'll feel the lack of, of Megan being here. Mm. Megan, we do already. Megan just keeps us on track. She keeps us. She's just so well rehearsed. She's the jet world. Sending. She's off to her internship in California. Um, So all the best, Megan. We miss you already. I mean, she's gone only a few hours. I think she's literally taking off now. Maybe she's just still at Heathrow, tuning into live. I'm sure she is. Give us a wave on Instagram. Give us a wave, Megan. Um, Today our viewers will go up to six because Megan might be tuning in. I'm sure she's gathering people around her. Mm. You know, it's like check this out. Food wise, at the airport, we've got Bad Boys Burgers. This looks which is actually controversial because one person in the office suggested it, David Braden. And then another staff member was like, mate, average. It's, it's not worth it. Don't do it. Get something else. Well, if that's the most controversial thing that we do we, today, then yeah. I think we're okay. Church, <laughs> church politics. Is burger is Bad Boys Burgers good or not? And this is where I'm about we to find out. I don't think I've ever had this before. So. Me neither. This is where we put that to the test. We get to decide... It looks good. We other should than bite at the, the same pur- time. The purple situation. <laughs> neither of us will be able to speak. It's slightly psychedelic. Psychedelic burgers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if there's like some hallucinogens in here and live lunch is just. It'd be mental. an interesting episode. You've, you've already you've already said <laughs> Meg, Megan's not here, so we can <laughs> go crazy. <laughs> so do, you, do you need a? <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm gonna have to speak now because you're gonna indispose for wow. the next few minutes. That's not bad, actually. Good. David Reading has come good. The other staff ever. member shall be rebuked for their low opinion about lack, Bad Boys Burgers. Lack of faith. Lack of faith about Bad Boys Burgers. Yeah. Well, How are you doing, Matt? You well? I'm doing all right. Good to be here. Good to be back. Mm. Not seen you in a while. You've been you've been jet setting as well. I have been jet setting. Where, where, where have you been, Johan? <laughs> <laughs> well, it ties in perfectly to what we're going to be talking about. We are con- we we've concluded. Uh, a year in gold series that we kicked off at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And we spoke about world, uh, how do we year God for the world, Andy McCulloch. Um, brilliant, brilliant teacher, just fantastic stories, but also very inspirational. He spoke to us from Acts 16 or 18, 16. the story where, where Paul goes to uh, Macedonia. Um, yeah, so Paul went to Macedonia. I have been to um, three of our church plants Ooh. this month. Um, so once a year, uh, across Emmanuel, uh, all our five sites, along with our church plants in, in other cities, we, we take an offering together uh, to go to go to and going towards, I guess, global mission and church planting, supporting our church plants, uh, sending people to go uh, in preparation for their church plants. Um, so I visited along with, oh excuse me, Josh Van Ness and uh, Adam James. We visited. Um, we started off in Berlin. Um, where we spent time with Neville Jones and the Berlin church plant, Mosaic Church, Dave Schnitter, uh, Toby and Sarah. Just an incredible, incredible... Day. We went there on the, the first Sunday that they've gone up to uh, two services. Wow. So that was their, their first Sunday with two services. And it was, it was, it was like, I think, a 9 to 11, and then or 9 to half 10, and then 11 to half 12. Or maybe even have been half 9 okay. to... Uh, to 11 and then Back half 11 to 1. Morning. 
Yeah. Mm. Yes, yeah, so like two two services and full services. I think they were expecting. Wow. They won't. They won't show what the numbers would be like. But there were two full services, and I don't. I didn't That's think incredible. there was a lot of crossover. Uh, so it was lovely to be with them. Just hearing. Um, um, Hey, somebody came up to me when I was in Berlin saying, hey, are you Johan from Lifeline? So I was like, yes! Wow. And instead, of, instead of them asking for a selfie, I said, can I take a selfie with you? Because <laughs> you are one of the five. <laughs> uh, so that was quite a special experience. But I think just being with the churches and spending time with their with mm-hmm. their communications teams and their creatives yeah. And, yeah. and just seeing how, sim- how similar we are. And okay. uh, obviously... Um, they they do english and and german translation so it didn't feel like it was a, a, a british church in in berlin it felt very much like a german church in yeah. um in berlin but seemed to share the values that we had of just worshiping god and being so mindful to people who were there or visiting and wanting to see people come through to faith um so it was great being in berlin uh, we then went to krakow we spent a couple of days with janusz and camilla who uh moved to krakow with their two young sons um in in the summer. Yeah. So they're doing really well, uh, just spending lots of time with them, just checking out the city. I've never been to Krakow before. I've been to Berlin before. Uh, yeah, we were hung out in the Jewish quarter quite a bit. Um, some really good eating places, some really good pubs. We, we've, I've eaten a lot, drunk really good coffee and had some really good beers. That is what mission is all about. It's so good. <laughs> just like finding those lovely places where you are fed well and... Yeah, it was amazing. So they looked after as well. Have you watched Schindler's List? I have watched Schindler's List. Schindler's Factory is in Krakow. Is that right? Yeah. I found it on the second day that we were there, so I didn't have time to go check it out. But I'd love to, when I'm going back to Krakow in May. Mm. And so I'd like to go and check out Schindler's Factory. Mm. Uh, it's a brilliant movie, isn't it? And fascinating story. I'll be really quick with this one. We're, t- we're chatting with Janusz and Camilla. Camilla is part of the church planting leadership team um, in Krakow. And she was saying how so this is her grandmother's time and how the German um, trucks just appeared in, in Poland. And her grandmother was a young girl at the time. And so she and her, so her dad, so her, her great-granddad, were out and about in, in town. These German trucks pulled up. And the German soldiers grabbed Camilla's grandmother and chucked in the back of a truck. So mm-hmm. her dad immediately ran to like a nearby shop, bought a whole bunch of like cold meats and stuff, and basically bribed the guards to get his daughter back wow yeah and that's how and so she got taken off the truck and Auschwitz is only a 45 minute drive from oh, Krakow so she's come and said I wouldn't have been here if, if it hadn't been for my yeah. great that's, that's remarkable isn't that it is. so yeah so I guess lots of history in, in the city but just a it's, it's crazy you go to these these bars and coffee shops in in these cities like in Krakow and it you could be in Brighton or you could be in Berlin mm. Mm. um People are very similar, similar kind of conversations going on around you. Uh, people enjoying good beer and good coffee, good food. So, yeah, it was really cool. Um, and then we were in Belfast last week with Kenny and Nicola Makush, who are moving there in they were this summer to plant yeah. our fifth church, which is exciting. Um, hey, yeah, so we, so we go into this coffee shop um, in the middle of Krakow and... We've just landed, we're staying in a hotel, we've, uh, we've, we've placed our, our bags in the hotel and we've gone to the coffee shop to just, to just grab a coffee, coffee before we went out to do some filming. And two tables down, there's a bunch of guys doing a Bible study. Really? They're actually opening up the Bible. No, in, in uh, Belfast. Oh, you said in Krakow. Sorry, in Belfast. I thought we were back in Krakow. No, 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 we're still in Belfast. We're in Belfast. Um, it's all a blur. But we're, we're in Belfast. It's so such in an this, international jet set. Oh, so it's just everything, everything blows into one. Um, 
And we're in, we're in Belfast and two tables on. They're having, these three young lads are having a Bible study. It was amazing. So mm-hmm. I chatted with them. They, they go to a church down the road and we shared. And they were like really excited. Like, yeah, great. We need more churches. Come here. And uh, yeah, it was, so, it was so much fun. We, um, lots, of, lots of remarkable stories came out of that trip. I don't know how much I can share to, mm. you know, our, our wide audience. Um, but I'm sure in good time, Kenny and Nicola will share their stories. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was and you were so sort exciting. Of capturing a snapshot, mm. like quite literally, for for what we're doing. Yeah, in, so, in a few so we're weeks doing a gift day, gift, like, day. You know, a gift day in a few weeks' time, uh, and we'll start. We'll be, I think, around the end of Feb is when we start showing these videos of these amazing pioneering couples and all the stuff that they're doing and the and the churches. In the case of Berlin, we've got footage of the church, but Krakow and Belfast yeah. uh, coming up, um, and just seeing. Um, yeah, seeing what they're about, hearing their stories. Uh, so really encouraging people to start mm-hmm. praying, start mm-hmm. thinking, mm-hmm. how can I invest in, in God's mission? How can I invest in, um, in, in in planting churches which see Jesus glorified, which see people find their way back to God mm-hmm. uh, across these cities that we're in? So yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's what we were doing and these videos will will be out soon. Yeah, And it's, but, it's, it's so good for people to, you know, not everyone can visit mm. like you're visiting, but to, to see that and be part of that journey. Because mm. I think when, when we're sort of saying to people, you know, we want to plant in these mm. places in the future. I think when people can see actually, you know, through gift days we've done in the past, mm. helping Yanush and Camilla get sorted, yeah. you know, get settled in Krakow, mm. start something there as they're starting to do now. And then that's right. And that, that was last summer. And this summer, there's another chapter for us as well. Yeah, um, yeah I think journey. also showing people what the cities look like might encourage people to even consider, hey, maybe I could actually live in the city. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. it might not be such a big, as big a stepping stone as I'd have imagined it to be because oh, they've got coffee shops like they have in Brighton, they've got coffee shops in Krakow. Um, and there's just, there's people everywhere. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, so yeah, so hopefully people are, are inspired to actually consider going along to these cities and, and supporting the church plants or being a part of the church plants. Yeah. Yeah. And that was... The flavour of what uh, Andy was bringing on Sunday as well, wasn't it? Exactly. And so Andy spoke to us about, uh, so, so Paul on his journey, reading the New Testament, re- sorry, reading the book of Acts, is just travelling, he's going to places and he's taking the gospel and he either goes to the synagogues or he connects with people and starts preaching the gospel and starts establishing churches. Um, I guess bef- before we really, we get to that... Um, it might be helpful just to talk about the tension between um, am I meant to be in Brighton or am I meant to be in the city that I'm yeah. in? Am I meant to be in the situation that I'm in? Or church planting can look really sexy, can't it? Like, oh yeah, that's that's where mission happens. That's where you go do your evangelism. Um, how do you hold the two in tension? Well, I think firstly, it, it can look like that from a distance. But then I think if you speak to anyone that is involved and the sort of, you know ground level of of, of church plants <laughs> it's it is inc- it's incredibly difficult and so that is that is why it's important that anyone who's considering uh, something like that going to a different country starting a church or being part of a, a church planting team that you're it is a step of faith and hearing god is you know faith faith comes from hearing it's it's when we uh, receive like this is from god that you know that enables us to take a, a, a step of faith and actually do that um so i think you know i can't even remember your question now but 
how how do how do people how do people discern or that sort of thing? Mm. I think Andy was really helpful in terms of uh, we saying we you know it's, it's so important for us to be listening to God and open to Him, but also um, also to try try things out and and open door. I think sometimes with this stuff we can get a bit too uber spiritual. Like if, is you know God's telling me to go this place and that's sort what of, I think God does speak to us we believe he speaks prophetically to us mm. but i think if anyone's considering it you need to think okay what are the practicalities okay <clears throat> you know andy was encouraging us if are you are you those who are doing languages do you, do you know language are you studying languages and if you if you have a sort of an inkling uh you know maybe god's got this country or you know this people group in mind what you can start doing practical things about it now um because god moves through practical means as well like it's mm. very nice to say well god's going to call me to this country but mm. if there's an a you're not in a profession or that's going to be easily transferable there that mm. is just going to be a non-starter for you mm. thinking about language thinking about how you're preparing yourself for mm. that and i think that's the the call on all christians wherever you end up is like um, from what we got from Andy re- reminding us, like God's called all of us. We're all part of, uh, um, you know, He's given us the gospel. And being people with be, being gospel people means how am I being ready? How am I uh, being available to God? And actually waiting until just you know sitting on the sofa and waiting till God calls me to a different country. That's mm. not being an obedient Christian. Like there's we thinking about how can I be most ready now? Are the, are the skills I need to? Is there, is there a profession I need to uh, get into? Mm. Uh, can I um, get better at you know making a, a friendship network and reaching yeah. out to people and that sort of thing? There's so many practical mm. things we can do start now. Mm. And then when you feel prompted, you know, and when God opens opens a specific door, mm. then you, you're able to walk through rather than just waiting for God to do something miraculous Brilliant. Um, so I think somebody shared this with me some, some, some time ago and I found really helpful is even if you feel like the, your future might have something where you go abroad or you are church planting or you are involved with an international situation uh, there's nothing to stop you from uh, preparing for that now and even to the point of talking to your neighbours about Jesus uh, talking to people that you bump into yeah. in the coffee shop or at your local a pub or at your local barber and just beginning to in some ways practice those conversations mm-hmm. um it kind of is i don't know maybe maybe it's not true for you and it's just it's just me is it sometimes feels oh, if, I, if i went to another country i could walk around the street and, and tell people about jesus and, and that, that's cool but in the when i walk around the north lane I, I feel a little bit like no, i don't think i could do this but i think that's just that's just silly it's wrong thinking i think you've have those conversations with people. Mm-hmm. You, you can you can start being a missionary today. You don't have to wait till you go abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then and a lot of times, either you can bear fruit in this situation, and that's amazing. But you, you're also training yourself to be a missionary in the everyday. Yeah. Uh, if if you're not used to hosting people um, in your homes for dinner, um, it'd probably be harder to start learning that when you go to another country. Yeah. You know, all the times you do stuff now helps you for when you go abroad. And I think there's following Jesus always has a cost to it. There's always a cost. It's it's not always easy. I think sometimes we think of mission. We think of, well, God will make it so that it doesn't feel like a cost. Mm. It'll it'll be amazing. It'll be all positive. Um, but actually, yeah, it's it's there is a cost, and there's you know. 
whether it's it's speaking speaking to your friends now and, and risking a friendship or or you know that's overcoming an awkwardness barrier that sort of thing like those those are steps of those are steps of faith and once you start doing that you oh wow okay god was with me mm. um you know i i think sometimes we want god god just make this really easy for me <laughs> but actually god wants us to trust him mm. and move forward with him and um there's things that we can we can do now so mm. yeah. um. <laughs> this fries are really good actually <laughs> In a great recommendation. Thank you, David. Um, how do you help people discern between really enjoying a particular city or, yeah, to think, hey, maybe God's called me to actually go and plant a church in that city? How do you help people on a journey? Mm. Um, well, I think um, all the way through the series when we talk about hearing God, I think our instinct is to uh, in, internalize it or make it an individual thing. Okay, mm. this is, and I think instinctively, especially those who are, so are, are Westerners, I think we have a very individual mindset. And I think it's, even when it comes to sort of uh, planting a church, this is going to be my adventure. Or this is going to be what God's going to do through me. And it's about me. And the the Bible doesn't come from that perspective. It's The Bible opens up to this is about God, what God is doing. This is about his church. Yes, he does use individuals, but the, the church is the church is the main thing. It's top of uh, God's agenda. Um, so I think so. If if you're in a situation, okay, I feel that that might be something I want to do, or you know, God might be prompting me to do, is start talking about it with people that you trust. Not proclaiming it from the rooftops. This is what I'm going to do, but asking people and getting their feedback. I think God might be saying this about the city. What do you think about that? Mm. Because if they are um, good, godly friends or leaders or whoever you're speaking to, um, I'm sure they will encourage you that you know to, that that is exciting. That's great keep, to to keep praying and asking God for discernment and asking for faith. And um, but also, um, you know, they'll 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 help you with things to get you there. Not everyone can you know be a church planter not everyone's supposed to be a church planter not as everyone's supposed to go and help be part of a team to plant a church because um uh, it, it is a it is a huge challenge but uh, at the same time you know god likes to prepare people and get people ready for that and so there are i'm sure there are, are things for you in in terms of skills and ways that you could improve on things to in order to help a church plant and be really practical, but also I'm sure there's sort of character things, you know, you know that that that, that good wise friends will say, well, okay, you know that's going to be a great faith step for you. Okay, mm-hmm. what does it look like to get ready for that now? What faith steps do you need to take now? And so, I mean, I mean that's 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 a, that's something that we apply at every level in this church. So that the. the the people that we've sent out from this church to plant something in the last few years, we've given them opportunity um, amongst our sites mm. to, to, to lead services, to have experience, have pastoral experience, and, um, and, and provide a testing ground mm. so people can 
grapple with that and learn some lessons and learn what that looks like uh, before going out you know because that's that's important for all of us and there's a humility that needs to come with okay god has spoken okay yeah that is an amazing thing but it's also a humbling thing because we if it's if it's genuine we will recognize i'm i'm not worthy of this but if god's calling you you know you can take steps forward and he he wants to prepare you and it's our job as the church um, to equip, you know, the, the, equip the saints for ministry, equip the church members to be a blessing to the church, whether that's in this church or whether that's in churches in mm-hmm. in other countries as well. Like that is top of our agenda, you know, yeah. as elders in this church, we want um, people to to come in, find the gospel, and then be equipped to build up the church and and help us push out more mm. and reach more people. And so, um, I would say, are you doing that? First of all, you know, it's easy to sort of become an attender and think, oh yeah that that sounds really exciting i'll go to that you know but if you're not serving if you're not growing in your gifting right now yeah, yeah, you so know good. what means that you're going to do <laughs> yeah. that there like yeah. in one in one sense church certainly a church planting team mm. you, you can't really afford to have passengers there mm. you know it's ever all hands to the plow mm. and actually the more you can bring to that uh, and the more lessons you've learned before and in wisdom and experience but also gifting and, and mm. uh, talents that you have developed so you can minister to others and help run a yeah, service yeah. and yeah. you know uh, I've not been part of a church planting team but yeah. the more strings to a bow you have because there's a few people and you know you're, you, the, same, the worship leader is also the small group leader is also serving the tea and coffee all, you know everyone does mm. everything mm. and so you need to have that sort of mentality mm. not just I'm going to be an expert at this but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of this three ways that you could actually serve the, the church plants. I'm missing actually a lot today. Three ways you can serve the church plants. One is pray. Um, pray is like they need prayer. Yeah. They need uh, prayers of protection, prayers of encouragement. Because often you can be quite alone, uh, especially if you're in a church of over a thousand people and huge um, support networks and, and friendship circles and, and teams of people who can get alongside you to suddenly being like oh it's just me now I'm, I'm by myself or I don't have the kind of resource that I used to have so just really pray for uh, for them pray that they would bear fruit pray that they would um, find favor in the city that they are in that they would get to know people that they would um, uh, make new friends like that sort of thing and most importantly that they would they would actually be able to share the gospel and win people over to uh, to Jesus uh, give Finance is a big thing. They've got to rent rooms. They've got to buy projectors. They've, uh, they've got to support themselves. Um, sometimes the church planters get jobs, um, but it's church planting is expensive. Somebody has to buy, buy tea and coffee, uh, buy communion, yeah. wine and bread. So everything has a cost. Uh, so maybe you'd, you'd consider giving. And I guess the third is, how could you actually, if you, if you can, get there? And I think prepare yourself would be one, but there's also... Um, could you maybe do an internship? Could you just go out for six months? Could you go out for a year? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, speak to the church. I'm not saying that you can speak to the church man to see if they'd be interested in something like that. Where you could say, I could take a gap year. I could come alongside, be with you for a year. Or mm-hmm. I, I can take a year after. I could take a few months off work, come along, um, just be there, be a support for you. Even if it's like praying with mm-hmm. you in the morning, mm-hmm. being with you. Um, so those are options. So not, don't just think, oh, I've got to move for the next five or 10 years. You know, there could be, options that you could consider if you've got a, if you own a business could you start uh, an office or a franchise or something in in a in, in another or city study, studying is a big one yeah, as well yeah, yeah. you know university or, or or you know further study yeah actually that's that's a it's a it's a way in mm. to, to moving somewhere and being established there and mm. um, for a limited amount of time mm. but you can really be there you know because that yeah uh, i guess if 
last question on, the, on this section before we quickly move to the next one. Um, if somebody is genuinely feeling a burden for a particular, either an existing church plant or a different church plant, mm-hmm. um, practically, who would you say they need to speak to? Or what should they do with what they have? Is it their small group leader? Is it Joel? Who so I would say speak to your site, site leader would be, a, would be a starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would say I would I would also say speak to your small group leader and people that you know you know for what I said before about in terms of helping you and 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 uh, bouncing ideas off and and inputting into you because they'll likely know you much more. Um, but I think yeah I think um, speak speak to your site, site leader about that that'll be a good ne- next step. Brilliant. Um, quickly then the second thing that he did speak about is. Um, some of you need to speak out against certain injustices that you are ang- angry about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we could have we could have an entire show uh, on that topic, but um, we've got a few minutes. So, is there um, people who, who carry a burden for injustice or a particular issue that they feel like that is wrong, that shouldn't be happening? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you can only say, "Why is the church doing anything about it?" Mm-hmm. As an elder, what would you say to somebody? Yeah, I think. Um uh, firstly, to, to uh, uh, affirm people in it, I think the Bible speaks uh, speaks a lot all the way through about God's. Um, the Bible says that God loves everyone, but there also does seem to be God has a particular compassion towards the poor, the marginalised, the ones who are um, uh, who society overlooks, and that that theme just comes up again and again and again in the Bible, um, and so <clears throat> I think. If, um, if, and I'm, sh- I'm sure it is the, in the case when people feel a great sense of injustice needs something needs to be done, I think there's, there's, there's praying about that and specifically praying about, okay, what does this look like now? Uh, as well as it might, you know, for some people, th- this will be something that turns into the rest of their life. Uh, but and and sometimes the, the hugeness of injustice can make feel. I need to do something huge now, <laughs> you know, and because it because when we see injustice and it's, it's a huge issue, um, but also I believe God helps us to take a first step. And actually, taking the first step is is more important. Than, than, than tackling a, a, a global or national issue and that sort of thing. And just by taking the first step, thinking, God, what, what is it for, that you want me to do now or where is the opportunity and really seeking God and really asking people, again, asking people as well. We, it's easy to internalise this thing, this is going to be my project, but speaking to people who are involved in a certain area, you know, and understanding the issues, because I think some, sometimes we can oversimplify things in our minds. That this is injustice, right? If, if I did a, X, Y, and Z, this would solve it. I'm the answer to this problem. But I think the first, the, one of the first steps is to further understand an issue, um, whether that's through study or whether that's getting involved in volunteering. So in in the city uh, like ours, there's, there's opportunities to do that depending on what. Um, and you could link in with the friends first team, and they probably that would be an, you that would be an example. Uh, yeah, so yeah. if someone came to me and said, just just. Um, you know the the poverty or homelessness in our city. I would say, well, get involved in serving. That's yeah. and and you sp- speak to people who are in that situation, and not only serve them, but seek to understand, seek mm. to understand, hear people's stories, and that sort of thing, uh, which will I'm, I'm sure will increase people's sense of injustice and also compassion, mm. which is a good thing. Um, but also speak to those people who have been involved in a ministry like that for a number of times. Speak to the leaders there. How did you get involved? What's your story? What 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 do you see as the issues? What 
what do you see as the way forward? It's coming with that humbling mm. and humble attitude. I've got to, I want to understand this better so I can serve the problem better rather than seeing myself, oh, well, God's spoken to me, therefore he's, he's telling me I'm the solution. Mm. Um, that's not how the church works. The church works is like Jesus comes to serve people. Mm. He, he, is, he is the answer. And what do they do? Come and serve, you know, wash people's feet and all those sorts, sorts of things. So I think it's, it's seeing ourselves in that light. And, you know, uh, and the Bible also says as you you know, uh, humble yourself and, and trust God with that. He'll raise you up in the right time and trusting that he'll take you on a, on, on a path to, to have more impact over time. Mm. Um, that's that's a common way that, that God works. Mm. Brilliant. That's really helpful. Great. Before we go, mm. can I ask you a question? Oh, nobody's ever asked you a question before. <laughs> <laughs> because I, 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 I personally, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away about something you've just finished. Mm. Your your so last last year I did New Testament I tweeted the New Testament in a year mm. but you have done a whole Bible in a month. Mm. Tell us about that experience. Yes, I came across this um, <laughs> this Bible shred plan, which was you read you read the Bible in a month. I was like, there's no way I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this in two months because if even if I did it in two months, that'd be an accomplishment. Yeah. Um, so I put up on my Instagram more so to just keep. Be accountable to the plan. So you said, I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Because then, once it's out there. Well, that was similar to me with the, the tweet you <laughs> did. that you put your neck on the line. It's like, well, mm. pride's going to keep me doing this. Exactly. That's uh, all right. <laughs> the pride in me was at its forefront. Um, and, um, but and I, I read a bit, but I also listened to quite a bit of the Bible. Yeah, like, I imagine, yeah. you've, got, you've got about two hours worth of reading um, every day. Wow, two hours. Yeah, and it's just, I didn't. I don't have. I'm a dad of three kids. Yeah. yeah. So uh, when, when, did, you, when did you fit that in? Did, did you have like a time of the day you did it, or did, did you like? How do you physically? It's just fit always that in? on your mind. It's literally. Okay. That was ex- that, that. I think that's going to so help. Anytime you had ten minutes. You yeah, just yeah. You're just thinking. Right. So I bought myself a pair of um, wireless earphones. Oh yeah. Just so I can just plug them in and walk around listening to them my Bible. So I'm, I'm cooking. I'm doing the dishes. Listening to my Bible. Yeah. Um, my, my commute to work is about forty five minutes. So that was that was good because I could walk, listen to the Bible, and right. get through a huge chunk. Um, waiting at the airport. So three trips. You you at the airport quite a bit. Um, so listen listen to quite a bit whilst I was there. Um, but yeah, I mean it's just always when you thinking. I, I need to read my Bible. I need to read my Bible. I've got to finish my my allocate my allocated reading for today. So that was exciting. But I've I've read the Bible, I've read the Bible through a few times before, but I like doing books of the Bible and spending months in the book. Hmm. Um, I've never experienced reading the Bible like that before. Yeah, so what is the see. what is the impact? What did you come away from? What's the lasting impact it's, on you? It stirred my heart. So, uh, like uh, the example that I give is when you read Ezra immediately after reading Chronicles and the the, the rebellion of God's king uh, and his people from God and just God's anger and his frustration with his people to then being flipped around to God's grace and God's favor in the book of Ezra. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where they, they put down the foundations for the temple and there's a loud cry amongst the people. The young men are shouting with joy. The old men are in, in tears because they remember the former glory of the temple. Now the temple was destroyed and now they're rebuilding it and you can't tell what is what. Yeah. But you just feel that emotion. Wow. I remember kind of chuckling out loud when I got to that bit because you're like, man, the, the temple's back. Mm. And these, there's now a, a group of, of God's people actually worshipping him. Uh, and so just feeling the emotion of the story, just the overall, you mean you, you can't, 
it's way too much like pick out detail mm. and mm. It, but you it's almost like you're being washed in scripture it's mm. just you're listening you're listening you're listening you 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 kind of go through an entire gospel so you go through Jesus' story in in one setting um yeah so so the the emotion of it reading the story um i have lots of questions on the back of it now so as you were talking about earlier you the interaction of the bible up to the kings is is god and and uh, and, elite, and one man but there was mm-hmm. a king where there was the judges where there was the patriarchs then you get to the prophets and it's just god talking to the two people and then you mm-hmm. come to the new testament and is in the, the jesus story and then is god speaking through the the uh the apostles to the church yeah so yeah. it's it's real is i'm afraid to talk to maybe you or, or tim jones and, and just try and understand that change in dynamic and what that mm. means for us and how do we read the bible through the through that just lens. the sense of god speaking to one person for yeah. so many yeah. centuries and and then you know then he wants to speak to everyone yeah, yeah. to the church that yeah you know. yeah and of course you get to the end of revelation and you're like yes uh, it's all coming to an end and it's all going to be fixed and it's all going to be oh, amazing I think you're celebrating Christ's return no no, uh, no, no, no <laughs> yes that as well um, as in the whole story is coming to it's well yeah. it's not really yeah, conclusion yeah, because yeah, then you yeah, step yeah. into yeah. Jesus come again uh, and then the new earth and the new heaven and that last chapter of revelation just lifts you mm, mm. Um, because it's a, it is a very exciting chapter so yeah that's amazing I don't think I'd do it again in a hurry. It was all consuming. But you'd recommend it to other people. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, at, at least once in your lifetime it's worth doing. The other thing with doing something that is that scares you and is a really hard task is and you do it is then the next time you need to do something hard you, your mind immediately says, "Oh, well, but I can." Yeah. Because I've done this. You thought it was and impossible. So I've, I've won the mental game of of achieving something that I thought was impossible. What but yeah, I'm just I'm so grateful for for just that God speaks to to people through his scripture mm. and that we've got we've got something a book where we can engage with god and uh, mm. yeah engaging with god is is can sometimes be quite it's so fascinating you read the gospels uh, even G, the stuff that jesus said and after reading the old testament and you know the standard and you know how yeah, people are falling yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you read what jesus says and you're like it connects I'm, it. i'm in big trouble because jesus when he heals somebody he says go and sin no more i'm like That's, that's not possible. Yeah. I can't not say yeah, yeah. the beatitudes, the just all his teachings, all his parables just lift the bar. It's not like mm. it makes it easier mm. for anybody. Mm. And then of course you you've got the gospel of John. Because because you're reading and, those yeah. words of Jesus in the context, in the immediate yeah. context of the whole of scripture yeah, and yeah. You, I'm sure it helps to 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 hear it in a way that people at the time would have heard it mm. more than just say because we can just take it as a as a, a, a textbook you know out of context mm. you know anyway. do we have to finish in a minute <laughs> we'll, we'll, go, we'll, we'll go way over time but we'll wow. have a good time that's a yeah, yeah. so if, if you're watching this and this encourages you to read the bible in a month I would highly and I think recommend to, it, it it's so cool because I think it's one of the to, to freshen it up mm. to, to mm. you know the same with what I did last year with tweeting the new testament it was like when you've been especially i think when you've been a christian for for a while and you've you've done different bible plans just to do something a mm. bit different and you just engage with scripture in a different way i mm. think it you know you get something new out of it um so that you're an inspiration to us all oh, oh thank you there you go that's very kind of you. Right. um thanks so much for joining us mate well, it's really good to have you on Pleasure.
Um, thank you, David Brading, for recommending uh, Bad Boy Burgers. Um, we would recommend it as well. Well, I've, I've yet I to actually have a bite because yeah, I, I, I watched you do it. I thought, well, <laughs> and you, sure. I, you don't even have a beer. I know, I know, I know. You, you obviously. You it's, know, it's really when more you need like when you eat a saucy burger, anything with sauce like or subway. Yeah, it just the sauce just stays in your beard. Well, I can. And you could just like taste the. Sorry, I shouldn't be saying this on. <laughs> we asked it. Let's <laughs> wrap it up recording. and then do that. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for joining us. And <laughs> next week, or this Sunday, we start a new series called Paradox. Paradox. So we're back in the Book of Matthew, just looking at some of the. Um, the, the strong things that Jesus said. So Jesus saying, I come like a sword to divide and yet also being the, the great peacemaker. Yeah. Um, so how do we hold these two paradoxes together? How does scripture hold it come, come together with all of them? So yeah, we're looking at Jesus and in a series called Paradox and we look forward to seeing you next week.